What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the True Shot Guest Spot Podcast. Two guests on today, one of which is a returning guest. That is Jeff Menig. He manages the band Left to Suffer. He's also the marketing man down at the Masquerade venue down in Atlanta, Georgia. And he is one half of the ownership of uh, FeaturedX.com. And the other guest, you may know him from playing bass in Fit for a King. He does some singing for Fit for a King as well. He's also in another uh, project called Off-Road Minivan, and he also owns FeatureDex along with Jeff. That is Ryan, or as you probably know him, Tuck O'Leary. And, uh, yeah, so FeatureDex is an awesome website. I'm on there. If you So basically what it is is that if you want to have an artist featured on your song, maybe it's not me. Maybe you want, like, a a Kellen Quinn or, you know, from Left to Suffer. Maybe you want Taylor Barber featured on your track. You can go over to FeatureDucks.com, and you can get them to feature on your track. But since this interview, they've also added graphic artists as well. So even if you're not in a band, if you have, like, a a podcast or anything – Anything similar to that, you can hit up one of these graphic designers on there, and it's a kind of a one-way uh, stop to get them to do some work for you. So I'll be quiet, and we'll get into the interview. So here is Tuck from Fit for a King, off from Minivan and Featured X, and Jeff, artist manager and also part of Featured X as well. Enjoy. The writing's on the wall, replaying every story, reality got Fear waiting for me. Yeah, let's rock. All right. We got Jeff Menick here, Tuck O'Leary from Fit for a King, Off-Road Minivan. Yeah, Both, of them. Both of them, though, featured X. What's going on, gentlemen? How are you yeah, doing today, Richard? Yeah. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, hi, Richard. Uh, yeah, hi, Tuck. It's good to meet you and Jeff. Long time no uh, see. I think I just talked to you like a week ago. So uh, good catching up here. It's been a long time. Yeah, um, I've been seeing your podcast circulating a lot. And as a new podcaster, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Glad to see you've been crushing it. And Jeff tells me that you are the king of content. But goddamn your voice and your beard. I'm envious of them both. Well, so I was going to say, it's nice to get a fellow uh, beard person on this show. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I just haven't come across too many people with beards. But now I knew that you were going to be coming on. So it's the... The podcast yeah, of the beards. I uh, I just took like an inch off of it, you know, this past weekend or so. Mm. Um, but I've just been trying to grow it out because I'm like, well, if no one's gonna see me for a really long time, like That's I'm just saying. gonna go for it. And if it can come out just beast mode, it's gonna be cool. But yeah. I'm also uh, I'm gonna do a bunch of steroids. I'm gonna get real big. I'm gonna look like Bane because when I put the mask on and I'm in the gym, right, and I got my pump and I'm looking at myself, I'm like. If I put on 30 pounds, could I? There you go. Maybe I could be Bane. So I think that would be cool. I think that would up the stock of Fit for the Kings a lot. I think people would be like, wow, I didn't know. I think so, too. Yeah, it would be cool. If I could still do all the dance moves while being on steroids, that would be very cool. Fit for a King could write the next Batman movie trailer song. That would be cool. It's a perfect crossover. And you said you used to be 6'3". Do you think that those will help out with that, too? Yeah, I think the steroids will make me tall again. Um, They'll make me, um, you know, sound like creations, destructions. And, uh, you know, all those freaking punishers that are like, well, fit for a king peaked at creation destruction. Um, They can go and get off to that record because they'll have a great time with it. Um, No, you peaked out at the path. Nobody's saying that. 
No, you know, man, here's the thing. I was just talking to Jeff about this today, and it's a continued conversation of myself and the Crimbus and Bobby, too, where I think one thing about Fit for a King is people do make these comments on the Internet, right? And then they're like, oh, I'm just going to go off and be trolly or whatever. But the reality is we do read them. Oh, yeah. But we read them in a way where we are trying to be perceptive and so when you go and you have someone that makes a comment that says like, okay, I like the path or I don't like the path, but one you know comment that's been staying true is it's not heavy enough. Okay. And then we're like, well, you know what? There's a lot of songs in Drop F. There's a lot of stuff that's still in that realm, but did we write you know, a Tower of Pain or a Stacking Bodies ass beater? I don't know if we did. And then that's a good thing for us because then maybe you'll get it next time. So we take your complaints and we put it into something good. And I mean, you because guys it comes did it from hit, somewhere. Yeah. And you guys hit a million monthly listeners on Spotify. So I mean, hey, I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? You had to yeah, have done we something. fucking did. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, have you ever thought about <laughs> doing an isolated Bobby talking vocal going into a breakdown? I think that'd be pretty good. Yeah, it would be sick. And it's funny because when we do, he writes some choruses <laughs> right sometimes. So like when we originally heard Pissed Off, it oh, was God. just all Bob. It wasn't just Bob and Ryan back and forth. So yeah, you get those Neanderthal vocals going a lot when you hear demos for the record. That's um, actually when I first heard of you guys. It was uh, the song Pissed Off. I believe I believe it was at a Warp Tour. That's when I first came across it for a king. Was uh, oh cool. Was uh, maybe 2015. Yeah, I remember it was because uh, I'm from uh, New Hampshire, so I went to the one in Mansfield, Massachusetts, and it was I, oh, okay. I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember if it was the Warp Tour that was downpouring, but there was one year where it was just so bad that. I mean, my my clothes yeah. stuck to me like the, the blacks from the pants just were all over my legs. So that might have been that was many year. days, sadly. Um, <laughs> Jeff got caught in one with me as well. And where it's just, you know, it starts raining. And you're like, oh, my God, we have to save all the merch. Now, now, uh, now, go, I, heard, go, 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 go. I heard you guys' um, podcast. That was fun. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. All, um, all hands on deck. <laughs> but yeah, I the we played 2014 for half the year and then we played 2015 and 2017. Um okay. I loved to do warped. That shit was a blast, man. Well, hey, I mean it, it was, was hard, but it was great. Cuz it yeah. built, you know, we were yeah, Ryan and I were talking about that where it was like, man, or Corey, sorry, our manager where warped helped us build a lot of fans, man it was yeah big oh i'm sure yeah i mean there was a, yeah you i think it was actually the same warp tour it was you guys siler there was a couple of bands that i really like got into because you know you're sitting there and you're looking at the warp tour <laughs> big blimp thing and you're looking you're like oh, okay there's nothing really going on this time what band name sounds the coolest we'll go check that one out or something like that and yeah um so it's, it was a cool way to discover bands <laughs> but uh yeah. Franz has been saying he's going to bring it back for about, uh, you know, 15 years at this point. So maybe that'll be hot. Maybe that'll what happen. the fuck is up? I don't know if it will ever come back. I think something will take its place. Yes. So, you know, so it's going to start from fresh, I believe. Um, but it will be something similar and In carry the carry the baton so to speak i think yeah. into the future yeah i think in my opinion the biggest issue with warp tour wasn't a way that it was operating necessarily even though there could have been 
maybe less bands or some more quality bands at times. But the really the big problem was, okay, you're you're Paramore, you're a day to remember, you're like a really big band, you've like made your quote unquote nut like off of warp tour scene, but now you're at the point where it's okay, it's summertime. I could go do a, a headliner with two other bands, play three to five thousand cap rooms inside, crush it, sell a ton of merch, never go outside at all. And that's my summer. Or I can make possibly less money, but I'll get to be around a lot of friends if I even want to have friends, if I even have friends. And then, yeah, it's just not necessarily as conducive. But the thing that needs to happen is those bands that made their way through Warp Tour need to come back because the other problem is a lot of bands, and this is not a day to remember a Paramore because mm-hmm. they're still very true to being Warp Tour bands. <clears throat> but a lot of those bands that you know forget about Warp Tour, it doesn't really do them a big service either, necessarily. Um, Long term, it's bad for everybody if they don't give back. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Because then you go through lulls where the scene isn't as strong, and then everyone suffers because shows and merch sales and ticket sales and record sales are just down across the board you know what i mean so yeah let's not forget that warp tour also did give a lifetime supply of unoriginal jokes too so you know we can we can uh we can have that on the internet now too absolutely yeah i love those Uh, oh biden's first action is going to be bringing back it's like heard that joke 53 times now let's uh, move on to something different you know Yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things where in a time and place where people are so into FOMO and, you know, like nostalgia, South Park had what, two seasons based off of nostalgia, where, of course, people are going to miss Warp Tour. But a lot of those people are complaining that they miss Warp Tour also didn't fucking support it. (laughs) They didn't go. So it's like, don't complain to me about it when it could have been better had you cared more but you know hope to god that it comes back someday because it was the best for a young band there's no better way for a young band to figure out if they can make it to figure out if people care because that's the cool thing about warp tour is people are just walking around all the time and i've seen it a lot where there's a band that is small or whatever and god a great example paris when they first went on warp mm-hmm. tour 2014 half of it by the time that Fit for a King got to the second half of Warp Tour, because we knew them because they were from New England area. Right. By the time we got there, every single person, crew, band member, whatever, had a pair of shirt. You <clears throat> knew that band was going to blow up. And then you hear, oh, yeah, everybody watched that band. What? They're, they're on the Ernie Ball stage. They're playing half of it on an Ernie Ball stage, making no money. But they had the crowd. Yep, they had the crowd. Everybody was all about Paris. Like, you can just, you're, if you're naturally magnetic, it'll work for you. Yeah, and uh, the Paris is one of those bands too that I remember a lot of my my friends uh, seemed to really gravitate towards them. I never really did because I was you know back then I was like fucking Lamb of God, man. You know I was one of those guys, but uh, a lot of people gravitated <laughs> yeah to like Paris and stuff like that. So yeah, they kind of uh, they kind of seem to like burst, and then I'm not saying that they they've died out or anything like that now, but they're not. Uh, I haven't heard much about them as like the time period i think they're more for college kids now maybe they've shifted totally into the just pop world yeah yeah 
Yeah. So cool. yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Hey, I mean, whatever, whatever works, whatever you want to do, you know, that's the beauty of, uh, being a musician and being in a band, you just do whatever the hell you want. I mean, look at the Fifth for King did the path. So no, I'm kidding, Tuck. Don't, don't hurt <laughs> wow. me. They were supposed. I'm, no, I'm kidding, Tuck. I'm oh, kidding, kidding. Woo! <laughs> I'm joking. I like the path personally, and as you uh, said, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant record. I it's the best, the best one. But no, I uh, we because as I'm sure Jeff's told you, and I think that I've actually tagged you on Instagram a couple times because we do the reaction videos, and actually Jared. Uh, your drummer, you know, uh, mm. this big, gigantic uh, behemoth of a man. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a super nice guy when he saw them. He, he actually reached out and messaged me, and I thought that was really cool that he uh, he appreciated us checking it out. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Aww, I think... Good job, Jared. Jared's a sweetheart, and I think that that's one thing, at least with our band that we do, and I don't get when bands don't do it, is like, okay, you're looking at through the internet and you see reaction videos about your band or comments right. or whatever and all this kind of stuff and obviously the negative stuff is difficult to deal with but mm -hmm. for the most part especially people that someone just wants to dm you on instagram and you know be nice or whatever why the fuck wouldn't you just respond or like just say hi or just be like <laughs> yo cool reaction video or whatever like are you that much of a dick where you're like yeah i'm gonna watch this whole thing <laughs> but like he won't even know that I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Like, just say, like, yeah, thanks for taking the time to do this. You know, it's nice. But um, we, yeah, it's just cool. That, the fact that anyone would give a shit, you know, enough to, t to watch your band or listen to a song or whatever, and then actually make a piece of content based off of it because they enjoyed it, didn't enjoy it, whatever. Regardless, it's fucking cool. I like it. Yeah, well, you know, oh, yeah. we're, we're we're just shamelessly using your popularity to plug a the the breakdown for our latest song at the intro. You know, so hey, it's a win win. You know, there we go. There you know, man, all that clout really average. paid the bills this year. Let me tell you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, man, so people are probably watching this. And they're probably like. How come these guys are on on a podcast together? I'm sure some people probably saw my my podcast with Jeff. And uh, you know, people do know you, Tuck. You know, you, you, I know that you, you, you're the, you're the Joe Rogan of metalcore. I'll be the Jamie. Yeah. Well, how about that? We'll make there you go. You can be Josta. You got a closer voice to Josta than I do. Plus, he's a New England guy. He's Connecticut. Yeah, he is. Yep, exactly. Okay, I'll be Josta. Okay, you be Joe Rogan. I'll be Josta. Anyways, yeah. they're wondering how, how how come you guys are together? Where where does this uh this friendship? Where does this connection start? Oh I'll man, tell it's that deep. Story. Yeah. All right. I'll get, I can get through. You want to go quick. way back. Yeah. I'll get through pretty quick. Okay. So that's together when we were six and then from there, no, go ahead. Yeah, almost. Um, <laughs> no, we, I was in a local band when I was in uh, eighth grade, we were going to play our first like legitimate show. They had played one beforehand, but now I joined the band. I was the lead screamo in my screamo band called Annandale. And we were going to open a show at Club Crannell in Poughkeepsie, New York, and it was an Aiden, the Hurt Process, the Audition, and the Junior Varsity, and a Second Chance, which was Just Surrender predating Just Surrender. And we had to like sell tickets and shit, and Jeff was the promoter. And over the next couple of years, I played a few shows, but I also started booking my own shows at my Elks Lodge in high school because like my parents would put a deposit down on the Elks Lodge in town for me and let me put on a show. And oh, 
um, that would help me to like fund my bands or like just make money or have fun because it was fun. I enjoyed it. And then Jeff caught wind of that again. We, you know, kept started like interacting with you, right? Well, well, yes, because I caught wind of it because (laughs) it was the same exact Elks Lodge that I booked my first shows at. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And right. <laughs> so Jeff is still like he's the guy in the area booking all the shows and everything. So then he kind of started letting me hang out and he he helped put on shows at the Elks Lodge and like gave us like way cooler ones to do. Like we put on like the Wonder Years with the years gone by, I think, or oh, wow. like some shit like that. And um, then I got in better bands. Jeff started managing my band when uh it was me and like just some guys in the area this is band called the last of our kind you can find it on youtube eventually they were like they got signed to media scare and we're gonna put out a record but they it didn't happen um but the record is out so you can listen to it on youtube but i didn't make it because i got kicked out um so i got kicked out of that band but jeff had like helped us manage on and off but we couldn't do anything we wrote like three th- three songs in three years i think something like that yeah and, um, mm-hmm. consistent yeah. very very talented very unproductive <clears throat> so then me and my buddy chris who worked with jeff in poughkeepsie started a band it's called visions uh you can also find that on youtube and jeff managed that band and like just throughout this whole time period, Jeff has kind of just been my mentor, allowed me to learn, like been around him, seen him putting on shows, helped me to grow my bands in and of itself. So we got to play, you know, a lot of the premier packages that came through to the Poughkeepsie area. And then even after that, so Jeff started managing Sworn In. Yeah. And he knew Fit for a King and because they had played the area. And then Chris started tour managing Sworn In. Chris also knew Fit for a King. Both of them put my name in the ring. And then I got an audition for Fit. I joined Fit. Me and Jeff just been friends this whole time. And then throughout Poughkeepsie, and then he moved to Atlanta. And we, you know, I see him every time I go to Atlanta now, too. But I mean, really everything I've learned about the music industry, I've learned from being around Jeff. Um, if it wasn't from him managing my bands, it was him teaching me how to, you know, do shows or how to deal with something bigger. And then seeing him do crazy things like, you know, working on projects like Bamboozle and stuff like that, which, you know, I didn't like intern with him or anything. But you get around energy like that. And it's really, really positive for you as a young person who's trying to make it because as much as I am a musician and I love that aspect of my craft, I just really like the industry and being involved in it. So seeing someone that can just kind of get so much done, it was like, Holy shit. Like, okay, there's, there are things to be accomplished here if you want to try to accomplish it. Um, So yeah, that's just the story of how Jeff Menig and Ryan fuck O'Leary came together. Um, (laughs) That's a nice, wonderful. That's a, that, yeah. was, that was a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful story. By the way, I know that you guys obviously just did a podcast together on your podcast, Get Tucked, um, which I got to say. Uh, so I just a quick aside real quick, just because I want to bring this up. Uh, so during the pandemic, obviously, you know, I'm in, and I have my band and whatnot, but 
as a lot of people know, uh, screaming bands, uh, you know, we're not, we're not each making 75 K a year, you know, we're not, you know, so we got day jobs, but, um, yeah. so I got, I got laid off from my job. So I started doing like DoorDash to make ends meet. And I gotta be honest, mm-hmm. your podcast, man, uh, was like my thing that I listened to on a daily basis. I just went through the feed cause I was just like, I'm going to be in this car for hours and hours and hours going to do what I got to do. So I just listened to that. And I liked that the podcasts were longer because they made the day go by faster. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's, it's been my, um, it's been my solace through this whole thing. Like that one thing that's kind of forced me to be social. I talk with my friends. It makes me feel better. And I also have been on this like effort to, and it, it's really started over the last two years with fit where I just want to show people the real side of me and show them who I really am and my sense of humor and the things that I like. And when I interview my friends, I think that they hear a side of them that's different because every other interview they do, someone's like, well, tell me what the theme was behind the path. (laughs) And it's like, we don't, I don't fucking care like about that. I want you guys to have a good time and get to know my buddies. Like I want you to see. And if it's someone that I don't know, it's just that much more fun. Cause then it's like, all right, let's see how this goes. Strap your fucking seatbelt on, like, because I don't know either. Like, yeah. it might get weird and awkward, and I hope that someday someone's a dick so I can put out that one too. Oh, that'd be great. No, yeah, no, man. I, it, it's it's so true though. Like, if you just have like a regular conversation on a podcast rather than like like you said, like, so I, I noticed in track three, there's a theme here that I'm noticing. It's like instead of doing that mm-hmm. kind of interview, you know, and you just really promote the person. I think more people will gravitate towards their product or whatever it is that they have whether it's a band or whatever yeah and Uh, i know like maybe like for for this one like we reached out and we're like trying to get on other podcasts but i don't know how you do it for the most part but for me i don't um really want people to like hit me up and be like hey can i come on your podcast because i I just want to have the people on my podcast on yeah. my podcast when I want to have that on my podcast <laughs> because that's what feels right to me at that time. Right. You know what I mean? And that sounds like really fucking ego driven, but it's like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like you get there when you get there. Like I can't, I can't force myself to want to talk to you. Like I have to want to talk to you because right. otherwise I can't talk to you for two hours. And if it's 40 minutes, mm-hmm. everyone's going to know like, Oh, Tuck did not like if you see a Joe Rogan interview and that shit's an hour long, you're like, oh, he fucking hates this guy. <laughs> like it's, it's not three hours. It's not an Elon Musk, you know, so I, I only want to put out something where people know that I care about the band. I'm being sincere about it. Like if there's a song that I play on my mid roll mosh, it's because I really fucking like it. I can't be bought to, into doing it. I can't be told to do it. If I think you suck, like I just I'm not going to fuck with it. But I'm also not going to tell you that you suck. I'm going to give you constructive criticism. Yeah, criticism, because that's the best way to do it. And that's another thing that Jeff has always done for me well. He speaks to me very honestly and is just like, okay, like this is how we get better. This is how we put out better product. This is how we write better songs. Let's work with better people. Mm. And that's just one thing that it's it's every day. It's taken years. You have to learn. You have to be willing to learn and to be constructive of yourself. Because if you think that everything you do is a home run, then you got nowhere to go because you're the best, I guess. You're the best. Yeah, no, exactly. So uh, going back to what you were saying about, uh, you know, really showing people, you know, who you really are and stuff like that. I want to, I want Jeff to show who he really is. Now, Jeff, how much did you charge a young tuck per month to manage him? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. 
I just wanted to tie in how we all kind of uh, got to talk to each other. Because I remember, we, I remember, I think it was. Uh, oh, is that is that really how we? That's started how it's. I, I remember I posted something about it on Facebook, and then you tagged talk, and then I just kind of took on a life. Yeah, because oh, me and him were because we had been talking about it that uh, yeah. like an hour prior or something like that, and it was just like, look at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah because well because it's funny because like i i had talked to to talk just in the dms which by the way i just you know no big deal you know i'm just talking to talking jeff and their dm you know kind of a big hey. deal you know what i mean i mean well we also charge for that richard yes yeah, so, uh, no, I, I got a lot of metalcore <laughs> kids in my dms because from from that or just in general just in general yeah yeah i'm sure no, it, mm-hmm. was, I had to turn it back on, even though I'm in a shine. I'm <laughs> well, it's funny because it's like I think a lot of uh, I don't know because everybody's like very eager to uh, to. It's funny what I've noticed with with uh, with metalcore bands, especially like everybody's very desperate for everybody to know who they are. But then, like, you, mm-hmm. I, I do like social media ads and stuff like that. That's the way, like, something <clears throat> that I enjoy doing. And some bands will ask me, like, if I can do it for them. And I say, sure, what's your budget? Like, we got a hundred bucks. I'm like, okay, that's not going to do nothing. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do we got next? I can make a hundred bucks do something. Well, you're better than me, Jeff. I mean, let's just be real here. <laughs> but, but, uh, well, I'm just because, I mean, every single that Left to Suffer ever did, we only spent. 250 to 300 dollars well left to suffer also good i mean so that helps well that's natural, the thing being naturally magnetic is helpful yes well and, that's you know that's kind of the thing that gets brought up a lot in a lot of the consultations i do is like well you know if we did this kind of campaign like what can be guaranteed and yeah, i'm yeah. like well I can guarantee you that I can put your shit in front of the right people. Right. But then it's up to those people and the kids and if they fucking fuck with it or not. And if yeah. they don't, then they don't. It, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. And like what you were saying, talking, it helps be magnetic. I, I, when I, cause I had Taylor on the podcast recently, I had no goddamn clue. This dude was like a six, six offensive line. He's a little bitch. Well, you won't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna fight his ass. I'm just every every, every podcast we go on, Chuck calls him out. <laughs> it's one of those things, dude. Richard, you think he's big, and then you stand next to him, and I don't know how big you are, but I'm five seven hundred and eighty. I'm pounds, seven and went, so I mean, he's there. You go. Oh, All right, oh, so he ain't got you. shit on you. The camera's yeah. way down on the floor, so it's yeah. magical. He's a giant <laughs> behemoth, man. Yeah, and I thought it was really cool to to talk to him and to really get his uh, his backstory about you know playing college football and stuff like that and how that all fell out and I mean that alone right there if that didn't sell you on wanting to listen to Left to Suffer I don't know what will because that's like that's like some real like good uh, good stuff there I don't know I, I thought that was super cool. He's a very unique individual. Yeah, he's he still so young. He's yeah, a baby. He's young. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. like, makes me feel old so oh. same um but it's you know it's one of those things man one age doesn't really matter that much anymore it depends on your talent because i've definitely seen bands break later in life rather than earlier at times um yep. and i'm you know i'm 31 I'm, I'm going for it and i think i'm gonna play hopefully for a long time um 
you know, we'll see. It depends on how many more of the paths I write. Right, guys? Um, we write <laughs> like I write all that music bullshit. Um, even though I did, you know, primarily write everyone's least favorite song locked in my head. Locked in my yeah, I, remember, <laughs> I, I heard, I heard that. I that song's a heater. It. You 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 destroyed the band talk. How dare you? I did. No, that's I, usually what happens. There's usually like I get really sad or or happy for a song or two, and you know, it works. It's like a death grip or when everything. But this time I was like, I love my friends. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, that's I guess. Smash. Fuck it. Yeah, and it's still it's still the third most popular song in the record, so everyone can suck it out there. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Taylor for a second, just for one more second. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, he's just a really unique individual. Like, as someone who does like get lucky enough to like tour and meet a lot of, because um, I'm I'm a fan, you know, of music. So when I got to yeah. meet a lot of these people when I joined my band and started touring, you do meet those like legends in the scene the um frankie palmary's and you know the you know you're a shirt right here you know i'm a big fan yeah and um you know like vincent from the ekc strain and like stuff of course i'll name rivals um you know (laughs) stuff like that no i'm just saying because i'm only saying that because i did i did the eternal enemy tour um eternal eternal enemies tour i cannot speak for shit lately but it's all right the cool thing about Taylor is it just he is young and he's this just force. He's incredibly talented. You hear him scream right next to you. No microphone, nothing. Yeah, he did it on the like, podcast a few times. I'm like, yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta, like, I gotta warm up for a minute. It's pretty wild. The guy's got he an insane talent and and he just really cares. And I and I love how much they all care. That whole band really works tremendously hard and it's very inspiring what Jeff and, and the band have done together so far for being such a young act. Yeah, no, I, Jeff has done an excellent job with them uh, from, from the outside looking in anyway. I mean, you just look at the amount of time that they've been around and they're at, you know, where they're at Spotify numbers wise, it's all organic. I mean, it's not nothing like a, you know, a paid playlist or any of that yes. crap. You know what I mean? So uh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So- yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It's, but speaking of age, though, what we're gonna say, Tuck, go ahead. <clears throat> well, just to to clarify on what you were yeah. just saying too, or to add to it. Yeah. That's one thing that I do bring up a lot, which with that band is what Jeff and them did was not just you know try to pull tricks and have a bunch of BS. They really reached out and created an organic fan base, and some of that can't be faked, like you know, like the TikTok stuff, or or can't be uh, not faked, but like replicated. Like you can't just decide I'm going to have a viral TikTok video today or something like that, which is very helpful for the band, but also the band putting themselves out there and putting in the work every single day is what allows for opportunities like that. Because if you don't try just because you say, well, that's all going to happen for me, then of course it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that TikTok thing that you were mentioning, I went back because I'm one of those guys that like, I'm not against TikTok, but I don't understand it yet. Like I'm trying to get into it, but I don't really know. Like, that's okay. You don't have to understand it. All you have to understand (laughs) is this. There's only one thing that needs to be understood is that that is currently where. So like people who kids who are like 13 to 23, basically, I don't know what the exact demographic is, but that's who drives culture. Right. Like pop culture and 
future future monies based on brand awareness and all that shit so if that's where those people are and that's where their attention is being held then that's where you need to go to promote yourself and that's just kind of the end of the story with me so it's like if that demographic stops using tiktok because all the grandparents start using it and then they go to use something else i'm gonna tell taylor to probably not maybe probably not bail on tiktok but like okay instead of going 110 percent, just go 10 percent. well when my grandmother joins tiktok i'll let you know jeff because that'll be the downfall of it all right there i mean once she gets on there that's right just it just goes down <clears throat> there but, but now, i'm just saying it's just like wherever the wherever the kids are basically that's where you need to go yeah, yeah and like it's like the like the trends on there so I, I i taylor was telling me about you know and i think you were telling me it too people were changing their clothes to i'm like what the frig is he talking about so i went on to to tiktok and i found like the thread of it and i was like mm. I'm like, I don't even know where this trend came from. And again, I don't understand it, but it's like what you said, that's what drives the culture. So, I mean, that's what really matters. But like the trends, I'm like, where do these come from? They're kind of like, I kind of look at TikTok as like living, breathing memes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like perform, like memes via performance art. Yeah, because like, yeah, like changing clothes to a breakdown or like, you know, from the from when, you know, before I started to really kind of navigate the because I got one toe in at this point. So I'm not like an expert yeah. by any means, but I thought it was just a bunch of people just dancing to to WAP or some shit. You know what I mean? So I didn't <laughs> I had no idea. But uh, no, I, I'm it, sure there is a lot of that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there's definitely pro- there's probably a lot of people dancing to uh, Vendetta, too. You know, you never know. So absolutely. That, yeah, there is. Yeah. And locked in my well, head. Bring, well, bring I'm going to make it. Yeah. Dude, bring me the horizon. <laughs> just had a song from eight years ago. Yeah. What is that song called? Can you uh, can you feel my heart? Yeah, so, that yeah. song. They just had that song enter the Spotify viral top 50 because of a trend on tiktok and the song's eight years old yeah it's that's the power of that platform like it could that that platform i feel like like if there's music out there that you think is real good and it just didn't get a shot i would put it re even if it's fucking from 10 years ago i would try and promote it on tiktok because if you can get a trend going and actually get some attention on it, you could reinvigorate it, I think. Yeah, we need Chingy Holiday oh, Inn to come back. We need that song to come back. I, I remember, You remember that song, Chingy <laughs> yeah. Holiday Inn? We need that song. Yeah. Yeah, we need that song to come back. I like it. That's a new melody. I'm just saying. The next, uh, Fit for That's the next yeah. Hustle Crow song. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? Like, yeah. I was like, I have an album that hasn't been put out that I always thought it's great. would do really well. And it's like, oh, why don't we just... Uh... It might just be the time for that record, too. <laughs> Wait, because that oh, shit's going to come back. That's also interesting. That's also interesting, yeah. It's the same way, like, Glamour Kills could come back, Scene Music's <laughs> coming back, Scene Look is coming back, all that kind of shit's going to make a comeback. Everything you is You don't cyclical. know, now you know. Everything like, is cyclical, man. It's crazy. It's like yeah. it, stuff comes Not back. Not only... Around. And not only is it going to come back, it's going to be like a typhoon. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, so hold on a minute. So Jeff, you said that you have an album, you have an album. Cause I was going to make a joke about how much it costs to get you on feature, <laughs> but uh, apparently uh, no, we've, we've, we've talked about that. Um, <laughs> Price of like request. Sp- there you go. For like a, for like a spoken word thing or something like that. But uh, no, I was, yeah, I was in a band called faster than fashion and we have a unreleased album that, I've been told from very, very large ARs at very, very large uh, labels is like scene pop punk lore. Like this album, like everyone knows about it because it got circulated and shopped back in the day, huh. but it never, it never kind of came to be. So it's still just sitting there from like I don't even know what year that was at this point. But about two thousand eight. 2007 yeah. or 2008 yeah. yeah it's too bad but it was like it's the, band, the band the band the band it was like uh and there's it was like some panic at the disco a little bit of my cam a little then a little bit of like that gatsby's american dream thing that was going on back then i don't know it's like theatrical emo the whole band was great man like everyone could play singer was great like um what was that chris fister the guitar player or something yep that dude was sick. Band was awesome. Yeah, because I saw Jeff. You had posted that you and Tucker are working with uh, an e- is it an emo band? Did I did I read that correctly? Like a, a new the band? the emo band. The emo. My bad. My apologies. The emo yes, yes. They are the emo band. Maybe we should tra- maybe we should trademark that and really brand them as that. The emo. <laughs> they are the, the emo. Emo. The emo. 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 <laughs> Um, it is the future is emo. Yeah, we will be proven right. Okay, yeah. So uh, going back to age, I, w- I want to because I've never actually asked anybody this, but so Tuck, I know that you know you've been in you know Fifth for King's been around for a while, but what's it going to oh, yeah. look like thirty years from now? Are we going to have metalcore like guys in their sixties being played? What do, what, do, what do you think that? What do you think of that? I don't know. That's interesting to say. I mean, you know, one can only hope that they can transition in their career in a way where like a uh parkway gojira um you know bands like that that are real metal bands where they can play until they're 60 and it's not going to be weird um it really is time fan base how it happens when it happens you know am i still going to be spin kicking up there then (laughs) i hope so but is there (laughs) is there a yoga Hey, yeah, it's very possible. I'll do some Diamond Dallas page yoga. Um, (laughs) That's right. Yeah, do the DDP yoga. And um, it's a possibility, man, but who knows? Because that's the thing is, you know, we don't want to do it too early. You don't want to do it too late. You don't. It's so hard, man. It's hard to say where, you know, we've been lucky where we're this band I talk about. It's like we do this just, you know, step by step kind of thing. And we never just went... (laughs) right went we just keep going every record you look at the numbers you look at everything it's like all right we just grow by this percentage like annually you'd think that we were like a front or something Mm. um (laughs) and i hope that that will continue to happen and you know maybe there is a world where you know we are direct support to parkway and then maybe we are in that place where we are a parkway and if that happens i mean you know, even um, August Burns Red, I think they're going to play for a really long time because they're also just a career metal band. They have their fans, the people love them. They could do, they've been Grammy nominated 
like two or three times like yeah just to say um so it, a lot of it depends um because you know do you need to keep growing your fan base or do you have enough where you know a parkway for instance for every person that was like man i wish they would make a song that sounds like blah 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 they mm-hmm. had that lost that one person but they gained 10 new ones so not everyone's going to do that though because not everyone's going to be the metallica of australia so right yeah. it's it's just, it's yeah. super interesting too, especially those two bands that you just mentioned uh parkway and august burns red because you know like you you look and you're like okay for rock stars you know there's a certain look there's this that there's a character but but these those bands in particular it just seems like from the outside looking in anyway they're just like regular dudes just playing music i mean they, they're not like a like an ollie sykes personality or you know something like that they're just they seem like because i mean winston and jake are both in their own right very commanding presences but they're not like like a like an ollie like i said they're they just seem like dudes that just like to play music and it just they've just been able to just go on for so long i think they've really leaned into that their whole career too yeah yeah I think that's part of the appeal is those bands were able to bring people to metal that wouldn't have listened to metal in the first place. You, okay, you're, you want to tap into a really big fan base. Well, we're going to play metal, but we're going to wear Abercrombie. (laughs) We're going to pop the collars and then guys are going to see that. And that for a lot of people, myself included, you want to know what I, I had that moment where I'm in a band and I'm young and I'm going, do I wear flip flops and Abercrombie? Do I, I don't, Ah oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, I wear it sometimes. Do I, you know, and that's <laughs> how you know that a band has a real impact where they do something different because they're just themselves. Because that's yeah. the other thing is it wasn't like a fucking con. I mean, let me tell you, they're terrible people. I despise August Burns Red and I don't want to tour yes. with them ever again. Yep. Um, <laughs> they're just very <laughs> ego. Now, they are the nicest people on earth. They're so normal. They're just themselves. They like what they like. And they've done that authentically for a very long time. Um, Again, it's really hard to compare yourself to a band that is so unique. Yeah. And has done, uh, uh, they inspire, you know, more bands than I feel like you can listen to them and be like, oh, they sound like, you can't just tell me they sound like some. I don't know what the fuck. They just sound like Augen's Burned Reds, yeah. but I know there are a bunch of other bands that sound like them. So, mm-hmm. you know, hard to put yourself in that place where maybe there will come a day where people look back at Fit for a King's career and they feel that way about us, but we haven't done that kind of thing, you know? Uh, yeah, well, don't stay locked in your head too long. You guys will be fine. I just want to get that pun. I want to get that pun in there. No, you guys will be fine. <laughs> well, no, because it's like you said before, though. Um, you, you know, it's just like if somebody DMs you, you just say thank you. You know, it's simple stuff like that. So, like with with me personally, we did a reaction video to I believe it was Defender by August Burns Red, and from there Jake found us he did a reaction to one of our songs and then now my guitar player has his phone number and talks to him you know somewhat frequently so i'm going to also clip the part where you said they're terrible people and i'm going to send it to him unless you do absolutely no that's fine i think that uh when he sees it he'll go you know what that's right you know we've had some moments you know he got us no you know i just as a bro 
I like a guy I can go out on the road with and he brings 275 raw iron, raw iron with himself in his bus <laughs> and I just get to use it. Um, you know, I just they they're the uh, one of those bands we've always looked up to. Mm. They've always helped us. They've given us really good advice over the years. And I admired them because that's what made the guys be like, you know what? We can like we could buy houses. We could live a normal life. We can have, you know, wives or kids or whatever. Like you can you can do this stuff because they weren't out on tour just acting like a bunch of dill holes. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Drink some beers, have a good time, you know, learn how to have a good time on tour, but also you're at work. Right. And that's what's really important is a lot of people when they get into touring, they're like, oh, man, it's going to just I want to go rage. I want to go party across America. It's like, well, good luck, because your band is going to be terrible. You're going to be terrible and you're going to borrow your money, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, that, and that's that's uh, that's unfortunate. But I also think, too, going back to um just bands being able to you know get into like that stratosphere of an august burns or a parkway drive and we're seeing it now with a band like spirit box is that they're kind of acclimating their fan base to just they'll release whatever whenever there's no like one style and i think that that's also something that's really interesting too from the outside looking in um and i think that if a lot of bands i think what happens with a lot of bands too is that they, they stick to like one style for so long. And then it's like when they want to try to make a switch. Um, Dude, we had this conversation earlier today too. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's, 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 no, we, we talked to, we, 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 we were literally talking about bands who like waited 10 or 15 yeah. years to try yeah. something new. And it's like, no, you've already carved that Pigeon same old. path yeah. too, too much where now you can't you don't have any width no. now you're too deep so then yeah if, like you, you if you want to change an experiment at the very beginning is when to do it yeah yeah exactly because i mean then that way you know like Spearbox and they put out their album i'm sure there'll be some songs that i'm like i get it it's just not really my taste but there's also a bunch of songs that i do mm -hmm. like and so on and so forth yeah, that band is a very freak example and they're going to break the system, you know, yes. <laughs> one. Right. It wasn't just like a spur of the moment, like, all right, well, we wrote these songs. Fuck it. Let's put them out. No, this band has been meticulously planning, plotting, getting prepared. Their manager, Jason, is extremely smart. Hmm. And this has been like a steady, like building a brilliant project for the proper release. Timing was great. But now yep. the cool thing that's going to be with that band, too, is when it comes to like touring and stuff like that, generally a new band is out. You know, right. they open up tours or whatever. The only way that band's going to open a tour is if it's for Bring Me the Horizon. Yep. Or remember. Okay. Yeah, right. you know, there's like they're going to get really good placement. They're going to be treated well. They're going to do well. But again, uniqueness, authenticity, sincerity, like they're the real deal. They write great tunes. They write something that just sounds like spirit box. She just sounds like Courtney. It's great. Yes, just it's fucking undeniable. be yourselves. Like, be yourself, man. And it's, you know, she was one of those people that like, even with my podcast, when we talked, I had never talked to her before. Yeah, bro. It was like, I could talk to her for hours. Fucking hilarious, natural, easy, like 
just keeping it real, man. Like, you know, you got that radar. Like, you can just, like, you can tell when someone's bullshitting you. And it's like, all right, I get it. Now I get why everybody likes you because you're awesome. And that's yeah. nice. Like, yeah, that's, that's so- a very undeniable, awesome, cool compliment that I'm sure that she receives all the time. Is she's just a nice person. Mike, just a really fucking nice guy. Bill, really fucking nice guy. Drummer, I don't know him. He probably sucks. <laughs> he's in none of their pictures no yeah. but uh i uh because i i had uh had mike on the podcast as well like right after holy roller and uh super nice guy we it went it went for a long long time he was just a super nice guy and i asked him i said how many years do you think it'll take before the blog stopped putting in parentheses x i wobble you know how long do you think that'll yeah. take before they stop doing that but uh no, they're 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 great. I spirit I, box could last for so long. Too. Oh yeah, and but also going off of timing stuff. Okay, Iwabo definitely had its place in time. It was very important. It, it yes. fit and it was it was necessary. But if you put out spirit box something like that, then it wouldn't do what it's doing now because it's just timing. Like, yeah, you know, it's the same way with like our the emo band, Vimo. If you put it out two years ago, it wouldn't have been right. It It's right, right now. It's right, right now. So, yeah. why don't you say the name of the band, Tuck? Oh, I don't because we were talking. Yeah, L'Exquisite Dolaire. Yeah, um, I was going to butcher it. L'Exquisite so Dolaire. Yeah, L'Exquisite yeah, um, Dolaire. Yeah, the exquisite pattern. Um, <laughs> they're, they're the sickest. They're just the realest. And that's Jeffrey, be that we've been friends for so long. He knows that I really love Screamo and Emo, and that's what I come from. I really love Thursday and Glassjaw and AFI and Thrice mm-hmm. and like stuff like that, right? That's what I did in high school is what I was all about. This was one of those bands where I just heard it and I was like, oh, I'm in love with you. Like, I'll do whatever <laughs> you need from me. And, you know, that's how you should feel if you're going to work for someone, I think. And, you know, that's how we definitely feel yeah. about our other acts as well. Um, I think, left, I, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say, I've been getting that question almost daily is, hey, what what would it take for you to work with my band? Or what do you look for in a band or something like that? And I'm just like, I literally can't answer that question because it's my taste is very bizarre. Yep. Mm-hmm. and it's more of just how it hits me and how it feels and if i can instantly see the next 10 years and deconstruct it in a matter of 30 seconds and just be like okay i know which way we have to go and if mm-hmm. i get that aha moment then it's like okay cool let's work with it and if i don't then no yeah i was talking to Corey about this the other day and, and it's on my podcast too and um Corey said the same thing and i've he's like done favors for other people he did a favor for me once started managing a band that was i was friends with and stuff like that but if you don't have that feeling it just you can't can't do it can't do it yeah well and it's good that you're honest Mm -hmm. about that too because um, i don't know if you guys are aware i'm gonna fill you in on this but there are some people who just want 200 bucks a month to pay their light bill i don't know if i'm i'm aware of that yeah i didn't know oh, you were. Right. I, I know i know that you're new to all this so i just wanted to i wanted to let you i haven't i haven't complained about this ever for sure <laughs> 
Well, because it was just so funny because I remember when you posted that tweet, Tuck, and I, I read that and I'm like, when did I tell him that this happened to me? Because he's obviously posting this because I dealt with it. I, I mean, I'm unique in this aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I'm the only one who's ever dealt with this, correct? But, uh, mm. that I mean, that exact situation happened with uh, with my band because the way it was kind of set up is that we were led to believe or perceive that, like, the only way you're going to play, like, these good shows is if you work with X people. And so, like, we pretty much did that. We, like, paid a monthly fee to work with this guy to get us on these shows because we felt like it was like the gatekeeper thing. Um, mm. So it was really like a glorified local booking agent. In yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, and then he also got us hooked up with a guy for Spotify promotion. So we're very ignorant at this point. So this is what led me to try to just figure all this out on my own to not rely on these imbeciles any longer. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. Are you going to edit this? No. Or is it? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Take a note. And leave the comment for later. <laughs> yeah. I can, I, can, I, I can if you would like. I can. But. I just know. I think I know who you're talking about. And I would like to discuss it. But I'm not sure if I would want it to be public information. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, We can talk about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. But so. I mean, yeah, man. So then we got hooked up uh, for the Spotify promotion thing, and like we were like, "Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome!" And it was it was all funny. Oh, is it a is it a pretty silly promotional name? It's actually through a record label that is still around today. Oh, I don't. know. All right, we'll talk about this off the air. After. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So basically, what I was getting at is like that is so prevalent and, it, and it's crazy so it's a lot it's it, happening it, a lot it, it's it's it, it's i don't know is there like a convention for these people they meet up once a year and they're like all right let's try to pay our light bills this month what yeah twitter yeah. yeah right and well yeah. it's you know the, there's certain people that um they all rally each other up and they make it seem okay and it's they don't um they don't when you don't feel any value and you're in a community that doesn't allow you to feel value or say they look down on you because you want to charge a thousand dollars to sing on a song when the baby charges a hundred thousand dollars to sing on a song but they're your favorite singer right but they're not worth that money that's insane so you, you have to think about this these people they constantly devalue artists all the time that's what record contracts teach you that's what you know you're taught i gotta give this much to this person in order to feel value i gotta give this much to this person in order to feel value i'll never be anything without a record label because what does that do it's a fucking bank it's a fucking bank um so it's one of those things where i got a call from a buddy of mine someone i've known for a long time and they were like hey i want to tell you about this situation where i'm get i'm paying this monthly fee and my response all i asked was just well what are you getting out of it right and i hear what he's getting out of it and i'm like well that wouldn't wouldn't that manager think that it would be way smarter for you as a small band to like take that money and you know go promote a song with it or you know do a month or two of promotion with that and you know grow the band or what is this feed doing what did they do to earn that that month because there's no incentive in this situation they get 
They have no reason to make extra emails for you that day. They have no reason to try to get you on a tour to try to get you in a better position because they know that money is coming anyway. They don't really give a shit about you because if they really give a shit about you, they would treat themselves the same way that the band members treat themselves, which is when I earn money, I get money. When I earn money, they get money. They work for me. You want like you want some of this fucking money. You want some. Yeah, it it really annoys me, man, because I work really hard for what I get. I've worked really hard to get where I'm at. And why would I just go and pay some chump a monthly fee like that just blows my mind. And it's because you're taking advantage of people that don't know any better. And that's fucking bullshit. It offends me and it stinks because even when I made that post about it and I do think for a second where I'm like, man, like, I don't really want these people to see it because they'll probably know I'm calling them out. I'm not really trying to stir beef, but who Mm -hmm. am I? Who do I care about more? Them or the bands? I care about the bands. Yeah. And well, in the words of Vince McMahon, fuck them, pal. You know, it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, seriously. And I, because I know, Tuck, I know from your podcast, you like to, quote unquote talk some shit so that's why i feel like i can bring yeah, some, i am a bit of a shit talker and that you know but that's one of the topics man that genuinely gets me upset because uh, if i if i had to sit and talk with those people face to face and have a conversation about the pros and cons the only pro is that your bills get paid every month and theirs don't yeah and so, it's interesting too because it, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times it's people who have never done anything like uh, there's no like I, accolades or anything there's yeah, no it's, like it's it's like if you're it's like if you're a wrestler and you want to go to wrestling school, you're going to be trained by somebody who was in the WWE or somebody who wrestled. That well, that's the thing, down. man. It's wild because right. it is. It's Joe Schmo from X band that like they did like a tour, but never really did like too much and things never really took off. But then they can manage you because they're like, well, I didn't wasn't able to manage my own situation, but I promise I can manage your situation really great. And I have right. all these connections that I can introduce you to, but all those connections didn't do anything for me and my product, but I swear my band didn't suck. Like it just, it's a lot of shit that just is delusional. It doesn't make fucking sense. Correct. Well, they, they know and the it, third cousin of <laughs> A&R for, you know, they know the third cousin. So they, they got yeah. And I'm telling you, man, the other thing is too, is you can know some, you can know a lot of people and you can think that it's all going to help unless they care, unless they like the band. It's not going to happen. And that even goes down to, dude, like my band that Jeff managed when I was young, mm. when we were younger, um, I was, you know, at the time, I'm like 21 years old, whatever, 22. We fucking talked to Roadrunner for like a year. And wow. um, there was like two like badass people a and ring there. And like, we were like, man, like this is our ticket. They really liked our shit. Like we thought we were going to get it. We set up this whole um showcase event where it's just the band playing on a small stage in a jazz club during an afternoon to like just eight heads in the music industry sitting in the back where the lights are set where you can like see their ankles but not their faces and you're like this is the fucking worst situation ever and you think it's the one moment you have in your life to make it you play and then later on you find out they're like yeah it just didn't do anything for me right like you know it's so stressful and it doesn't matter unless that person in that moment at that time wants you it's not going to happen so you got to be malleable you got to be willing to bend you got to be willing to break you got to get back up you got to keep going you got like 
dude, that shit was crazy. Like you, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that and was... you think, yeah. And that's what I've been there too, where I was like, all right, uh, that was it. That was my chance. My time is up, you know, well, and then something else comes around. But when that time comes around, you got to just get back up to and go for it and work hard. Yeah. Well, I'd say that you both ended up okay. Out of all that, I, I would say that you ended yeah. up all right. Okay, I, I, I mean, not not not. Did I mean not yeah. really I, great, but great. You know what I mean? But oh, not, thanks. <laughs> I haven't done anything but work in this scene in this industry for twenty-one straight years. Yeah, no, I know, and and I I remember when you first told me that you managed sworn in. That's like one of those like. Well, you just say moments, you know, it's like it's it's because like anybody <laughs> been around this music for even a short amount of time, especially if you're Australian, you know who Sworn In is. Like I just had, I had Sabian from Alpha Wolf on the podcast, and uh, I he he meant he brought up Sworn In like without me even saying anything. So it's it's very that's, real. No, right? that's my man. He's Sabian's great, and he yeah, keeps he's it real. Guy. He's a good guy, but uh, so yeah, man. I don't know. It's just going back to these managers. It's just and it's sad too because I think what happens is that when you're a younger band and you get burned like that, well, number one, it takes a while for you to figure out you're getting burned because you don't know any mm -hmm. better. And then number 100%. two, yeah. And then number two, you're kind of adverse to anybody wanting to help you because you think that everybody's just gonna fuck you over. So. Well yeah yeah and you know the other contrary to that too just going off of like our, our personal situation is then i've had yeah. people react and say well that's easy for you to say like just because your manager worked for your band for free for two years well fucking guy sorry that he didn't have connections he was building connections he was learning how to do it he was figuring it out and he's been with us every step of the way growing with us every step of the way and now manages whatever bands he wants and has an incredible roster and has a great career but that's also why he deserves the fucking percent because that percent by the time that you get further down the road and things are working out is good money like and then you yeah. have five bands that you manage and you get a percent from you're making a really good career but you can't you know, it's what is it counting your chickens before they hatch or whatever? Right. It's just because how it's many nothing, of those people? Yeah, I don't nothing know. Nothing happens overnight. Overnight successes aren't overnight. You know what I mean? It's just Tenure everyone's in, everyone's impatient and it's instant gratification. And yeah. you know, I, it, it, you know, if they drop a, a new a new band or a new song, and if it doesn't just go viral and they become famous overnight, they just you know, they lose steam and excitement for it instantly. And, yeah, you know what I mean? Where it's like, no, like, that's when you have to, when you hit it, then you have to drive through that yeah. and then keep going. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? And just a lot of people aren't built that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to just be consistent day in and day out for years. And a lot, it's just a lot of people yeah. just don't want to do that. And, I mean, hey, it is what it is because, I mean, I, you know, I notice all the time it, it's just I see bands like just in my local area, you know, they're like, we're releasing our album Friday and it's like, I didn't even know you fucking had any music. You're just throwing out an album here on Friday. There's like no. Yeah, well, and it's like they, 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 they see 
bring me the horizon or chance the rapper doing a drop that way and they're like oh we can do it that way too and it's just like no it's not the same like <laughs> mm-hmm. they're dropping it from the top of the empire state building and you're just walking out the front door on the lawn you know what i mean like you're dropping you're it from my <laughs> yeah you're dropping it from my old apartment which was half underground you know see i mean you weren't really going Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you have to first go up the stairs to then drop it like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's also not tapping into that like kind of <clears throat> gary v mentality where if you're a small band you only got 30 followers on instagram or whatever spotify or whatever maybe some of them are real fans though and you have to give the teasers and get them hype and then they're hype. Yeah, you need they're to... that hype. They're gonna be like, no, I'm telling y'all. Because what what's one thing that people love is to know about something before everybody else knows about it. Mm. So it's, you gotta check this out because you know Lexquisite Dolaire is the best band that you've never fucking heard because they're gonna be the greatest emo band of all time because they are the emo band, your favorite emo band. And then like you share Demo. that, and then a couple demo, and then it that gets a couple more people, and then it grows and it grows and it grows and Will their numbers and will that band be valued the same a year from now that they are today? Absolutely not. No, it's definitely going to be better. Do we know that it's going to be like fucking massive? I can believe that and we can do everything that we can to try to get there. But, you know, it'll be better, but it just you, you have to try. And a lot of bands just give up too quick these days. You can't, you know, I don't think a lot. Yeah. Of it, I don't know. The viral stuff works when it's like a. You know, like I Prevail is a good example where that ended up translating into a really solid fan base. And they but they also wrote really great songs after having cover viral, you know, shit. Yeah. Well, I just going back to the oh, well, if you only have 30 followers thing, it's like I feel like most bands, as soon as they think they've captured a fan they just abandon them to continue capturing new fans. And it's like, no, that's like a seed that you've planted. And now you have to water the seed for it to then grow. You know what I mean? And then that's how, and then, and getting those people, like Tuck was saying, getting them like hyped up for something, they're going to naturally elevate that on social media or wherever for you and amplify it. And, yeah, you just need to continue. It has to be day in and day out. And that's the issue is that I guess bands just want to go on tour and party maybe. And well, they don't realize that, that it's like a literally like when I say Left to Suffer has done something band related for almost two years straight every day, probably including Christmas. Like I'm being serious. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's it's making the a fan that's as consistent as you want your band to be too, where it's like I don't want just a fair weather fan who only likes one record. I want them to like me no matter which record it is. And I want them to know like if I post something about like, Man, mm-hmm. my life is harder. Man, I, I my cat broke its foot. I need you to, you know, help me with the GoFundMe or whatever. That's how those people get that shit paid is because they've been consistent with their fan base and their fan base actually cares about them. Like you can't because you've seen a million people do shit like that where they try to make some fundraiser and it doesn't work out, but then some people can do it in two minutes or whatever, which I've never done one myself. I'm just using this as an I was going to say, is your cat but, okay? Um, your I don't have a cat. <laughs> My girl's allergic to everything, so I don't have oh, any of that shit. A goldfish. Um, get a goldfish. Dude, I used to have two goldfish, but I can't you say You should get a name. piranha. 
<laughs> Dude, I had two goldfish with the greatest names on planet Earth, but that's another thing for off air because they were there. Been a lot to talk my, about there. My goldfish have been canceled. Yeah. Um, oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, my goldfish it's like have been that. Huh? I literally can't even say their name. Like this, this video will probably get taken down once it's up on YouTube. Oh my god! Um, Alex Jones. Dude, no, it's way <laughs> Alex worse. Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's um, it, this whole this whole band being in a band and trying to get it out to people. It, it's it's a it's it's a it's a crazy mystery, and like no bands are the same. Because like I know, you know, for my band, uh, I think I can definitely say with confidence that a lot of people have found us and probably like our music a little bit more than if not for our YouTube channel, just because they know who we are as people. So, you know, there's that mm -hmm. element to it as well that like, once you, like, if I didn't meet, cause I mean, I like fit for a King. I'll be, I'll be, I, I do like fit for a King, but I, I like fit for a King more now that I've met tuck. It's just, it's not anything to do with just because I've met tuck, but it's just, you humanize the people. One hundred thousand million percent. You Human know, connection make, yes. creates everything stronger. You want to know one of the reasons why Warp Tours were so successful for us is because Ryan sat at that table. All day. All day. Every single day for the whole tour for two and a half summers. We didn't ask him. We didn't tell him. We didn't do nothing. He just knew. But I want my band to be more popular. I know people want to talk to me because what's all right. And that's just keeping it real. Do they want to talk to me, the fucking bass player that just joined the band? Or do they want to talk to Ryan Kirby? No, they want to talk to Ryan Kirby. So you sit yep. him there every day. And did that up the sales? 100%. Because tell me you're going to stop and talk to him and then not snag something. Exactly. You're cheap. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was a really interesting experiment to see. And I think that that really did help because like you said, it humanizes you. And that's why... When you get done with the show and I, you know, I run off stage and luckily the guys let me take a shower first because I'm a disgusting animal and I throw my sweats on. Okay, I can just like sit on the bus for the or the, the bandwagon like we're on a big bus bandwagon for the rest of the night. Or I could go talk to people and just like take a take a drink and go walk around, hang out, say hi, like because why not? Like what what tell me what you have to do that's better than go and engage with the people that just chose to give you money like exactly it just I, it just a weird concept to me but i'm also really grateful to get to do it because i fucking love music i love metalcore i love shows like we we were at shows all the time because jeff was booking them and i was there multiple days a week because i fucking love it and i love my friend and it's just the environment that i want my life to be surrounded by well yeah. after that after that very touching speech i'm gonna go ahead and add a path song to one of my playlists real quick give me a give yeah, me a <laughs> <laughs> i actually do have vendetta on there i'll, I'll be honest but uh no it, it's it, it's so true and it, like you know i i when i have mentioned you know similar things to people they're like well this might make me sound like an ass so i'm trying not to but it's you know some people are like, oh maybe some people are you know they have social anxiety and stuff like that and i'm like listen i mm -hmm. i get that mm -hmm. i have it yeah, yeah, but these people are literally here for you. I mean, you're in the driver's seat in this in this situation. If, like, for example, if I was just in the crowd at a show, and like Ryan Kirby walked up to me, I'd be like, "Hello," like it'd be like the easiest yeah. conversation he's had in his life, you know. So, yeah, 
Um, but he, for someone like Ryan, too, it was he, an acquired skill. It's not yeah. like he was like fucking quarterback of the football team coming out, and, you know, like I Ryan. Alabama. I thought he played at Alabama. Okay, he look, did. You gotta get um, straight. Hold yeah. On. You know, because he's a pretty shy guy. Like Ryan's not as, uh, you know, loud or obnoxious as like fucking me or whatever. But even with someone like a Bob, where when you look at them and they scream like confidence, right. it's just. That's the thing I love about those guys in particular is they it it does take them time to warm up and to get comfortable with people because they don't want to have bullshit conversations. They want if you ask them a question, they're going to shoot it to you straight. And that's a hard thing to do with other people. So it takes a while to get comfortable, I think, as an artist being yourself and seeing how people react to it if that's the version that you want to get because you can sit at the table and just go hi thanks for buying my (laughs) t-shirt and let the night go on but if you're trying to make real connections with real people that really want to care about you you have to offer them something sincere and if you're going to do that it takes something from you and by the time you're done with it yeah you're tired but that's work it's fucking being it's good it's positive it's part of the whole experience like and and it's literally just physics it's for every action there's an equal to greater reaction so the more you put in the more you're always gonna get out and it might not be instantaneous (laughs) it might be step by step month by month year by year over you know a 10-year period like fit for a king but you're gonna get it back and yeah yeah because yeah, it, it's because it, it's it's one of those things and, man. Yeah, go ahead yeah yeah sorry i just remember oh, what i was gonna say yeah. was just you know a lot i feel like everyone's got anxiety especially in 2020 but i i just feel like more people need to realize that and not just if you want to be in a band but whatever you want to do you just need to go on the fucking offense like the golden state warriors and just fast break run up and down shoot threes have fun and just try and score as many fucking points as you can with literally no worry or concern with what the other team is doing yeah yeah no for sure and if people just can switch their mindset to be to be offensive and doers and just to be in doing things and being in action they're just that's well, that's just all that it takes, really. You know what I mean? Like when it comes down to it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I think that just the best promotion for, for a band, I mean, you can do all this, you know, different, you know, you can you can pull up the calendar and the content schedule, and that's all definitely great and it all helps. But word of mouth at the end of the day, it's the, the best form of marketing. It's free. That's been the best for and Featured the, X. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so that's, that's how we've been able to come, you know, be a part of the community, I think, is solely through that. And, you know, just to fit before we transition to that and just to finish up yeah. on the on the, you know, marketing and management stuff and whatever. The reason why I find it so offensive to charge that monthly fee versus doing um, uh, percentages. Every month you're taking money and by the end of the year, you're taking 2500 bucks roughly you know three grand whatever of all money that would have advertised that band and would have made that band bigger thus at the end of the year that band would be worth more value if that band gets bigger and that band 
got bigger and you help them get bigger and they start to legitimize themselves. Now you as a manager, you starting to legitimize yourself and you look like a good guy because truly you're like, yeah, I sacrificed too. Like I'm not taking nothing. I just told, tell them to invest, how to invest, when to invest, how to push themselves, how to do all these things. Now y'all both building your stock together. That's right. what makes you go from being just a, a normal guy to being the guy who manages, you know, fit for a king, silent planet, air, a hot mulligan, Kississippi, day seeker, fucking cool shit, because you you ate it with them. Like, right. You know what I mean? It's it's just a, it's tough. And, you know, then you watch someone like Jeff when I've I've been there side by side watching him do it with his bands over the years as well. And it's the same thing where it's like we, we have to be in this together we otherwise it's just not going to work if we don't have the same values yeah no so yeah by the way jeff i'll, I'll pay you a thousand dollars a month we'll talk off air about that but uh, anyway, <laughs> i'd do that i'd do that <laughs> <laughs> we're opening up shop baby yeah. that's the new part on feature next listen i know we just had this big philosophical discussion but when you have three zeros at the end of it now we can talk but uh hey. yeah. But yeah, so let's talk about Featured X. I know that's the whole reason, the whole premise of how this conversation came to be. And I know Tuck's in there like, when the fuck are we going to actually just talk about what I came here for? What the hell out No, it? dude, I've been having a blast with you, man. I'm I'm just enjoying myself. I'm glad. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, no, so Featured X, I remember, I, I don't remember. I It was one of those things. I said this to Jeff when I talked to him. I said, it's one of those ideas. It's like, it's like, like any idea it's like why didn't i think of that you know it's it's like one of those like most obvious things and i like to picture jeff because he said it was the shower idea i like to picture yeah. he's washing his face right so the water's coming down on his face and his eyes open up while the water's coming down on him his mouth opens up he's got water in his mouth and he's like i got a text tuck he falls out of the shower the current comes down he's crawling his, his legs bleeding he texts tuck from the floor the hair, the 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 the, uh, the hairspray falls down, hits him in the head, but he gets the text out to talk. He's like, "I got this idea." Is that what happened? Almost minus the blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think I think naturally, just because we're us and we talk three times a day on the phone every day, anyway, we were we were on the phone instead of texting. But yeah, it was it was that yeah. run through. We were talking about left to suffer, and then Jeff just says. You know, wouldn't it be so cool if there was just a site where you could just access all these people, no red tape, no bullshit, just, you know, get through it. And I was like, oh, that's the best idea you've ever had, dude, Like for <laughs> sure. I just right time, right place for me, you know, and he he was like, yeah, you think so? I was like, yeah, 100 percent. Hold up. And I and I hit up Kirby and I was like, Kirby, if I make this thing, would you do it? And he was like, yeah. And we were like, OK. All right. So then we hit up a couple more people. We hit up, you know, like Tom Barber, Telly Smith, Levi Benton, like a couple people, right. Dave Stevens. I was just like, yo, if me and my buddy make this thing, will you do it? They're like, yeah. We're like, all right, we all got right, we got some it. cool people. We're making the <laughs> thing. All right, let's make it. So then, you know, you just like keep it chill for a couple of weeks, get a thing made, you know, maybe work out with someone that's really difficult or whatever. whatever. But, you know, yeah. you make this thing. We get the site, we get it rolling, we start getting artists and then you have to see if it actually works in practice and it, and it has so far, which is really cool. But yeah, Jeff just had this great idea and luckily I have a bunch of nice friends who were willing to give it a shot and 
again, it's just you scratch my back a little bit, I'll scratch yours. Let's see what happens. And um, right, yeah, it's been it's been great. No, no, no. Listen, Jeff, we we don't want you to get too big of a head over there. Okay, a, bro- a broken a clock is right twice a day. You know what I mean, so no, I'm kidding. No, Jeff, Jeff is a, a very I I. I've thought about booking a consultation with Jeff, you know, just because I think he's a very smart guy. I can learn a lot from him. I like, I like talking to him on the podcast. But so with Featured X, I remember, I don't remember where I saw this, but I just, it, you know, it just, it just pops up because, you know, the iPhone knows my habits and knows everything. It knows that I'm looking up pictures of Tuck on Google. So it sends me. <laughs> it sends me well, that's a- because also just to, to reiterate before we go forward, I'm fucking Googleable, bitch. Because <laughs> that's the truth, man. You know, when people try when they look at me and they're like, yo, what's up with you? I'm like, I don't know, fucking Google it, bitch. Because oh, you, you could do that shit, you know? <laughs> there you go. So if, you, if you were a single guy like on Twitter, you could just put in your bio, Google me. That'd be the end of Google it. Google me, bitch. <laughs> oh, my That'd God. That'd be the end of it. Yeah. But, so I, I came know. across this, and now, because... This all ties in because I've had because so the, the the stuff with the manager related to me and then the stuff with a feature related to me because I had not the best feature experience pre featured X. That's so when I so when I saw featured X, I was like, this is a really cool way to keep because let's face it, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great people in this in this uh, genre of music. But there's also some uh, some flaky ish kind of people, so this really keeps them accountable, which is one. You don't thing. say. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it keeps them accountable, but it's also just like a, like a, instead of just you know, if I DM Levi Benton for example tomorrow, he may not. He's too busy building his house. You know, he may not he's see that. Too busy for a while. building his house. Yeah. He's, yeah. He but not, if you request him on Featured X, he'll get he'll the know. notification. Yeah, yeah, he'll know. So I saw that idea and I thought that was awesome because I believe, and I know that I talked to Jeff about this as well, but I believe collaborations are what will propel this sphere, this genre of music forward. Cause I think uh, it's not that it's stagnate or anything like that, but a lot of people like the collaboration thing is kind of not really looked at in the same way as the more popular styles of music. So and I think featured up yep. really look gets... at hip hop, look at old town road, look at exactly anything. look at pop music, look at you know, yeah. The other... feature is uh, the feature is the 2020 digital landscape version of the split CD, exactly. Yeah, so because like it's like what you guys talked about on the episode you did on Tuck's show, it's like when you had a band from the west coast and the east coast, they did like a split EP, four track EP, or whatever, it's yep, fan base together. It's yeah, pre like pre social media. That's how you would yeah. start to promote yourself on the other side of the country or in different areas. You know, sometimes there'd be a four way split. You know, a band from California, a band from Florida, a band from New York, a band from Chicago, and wow. just different things like that. And yeah, that was very prevalent in the scene in the late nineties. <clears throat> now I'm dating myself, and I started going to shows in '97. Booked my first show in '99. And yeah, that was just, it was like a duh thing. So now it's just like, that's how it translates to a digital landscape. It's the feature and it's the collaboration on a single. And like, lev- le- you know, you have to leverage each other's fan bases against one another so everybody benefits. And then it will help the scene 
overall. You know what I mean? So raising the awareness of the scene as in so more bands can break through and have amazing careers. Yeah, and I did double check Featured X this morning. I still don't see Billy Ray Cyrus on there, but you know, maybe eventually. Still not there. <clears throat> Someday. Yeah, they're still waiting on the email back. Him, him and Dolly Parton. You know, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, but that would be pretty cool. That yeah, would be. Imagine that on a metalcore track, Dolly Parton. Dude, I'm um, Dolly. Billy Ray would up. be cool. Yeah, <laughs> be Dolly's cool. gonna be like, "Yo, I got a lot of money. You trying to hook up, hustle?" I'll be like, "Yo, I got you, girl. I'll call up my fiance. I'll be like, "Yo, bitch, I'm out." You know what I'm saying? I got Dolly Parton. That's my new booty, though. I got that because she's a good philanthropist too. She gives away money all the time and shit. Dolly Parton's shit. So basically, honey, if you listen to this, I'm leaving you for Dolly Parton. Dolly does listen. She's messaged me multiple times, so she will. Oh, (laughs) good for you. Wouldn't that be cool? No, I, uh, I, man, just to go off her, man, what a prolific uh, songwriting career um, in all actuality. What an incredible, someone well before their time, you know, but gosh, yeah. And she was beautiful for her age, but no, I'm not going to leave my fiance. But I was gonna say I was gonna ask. I know everyone out there was like really curious. (laughs) I get a shot. Yeah, Yeah. but no, we'd have too much beard, dude. It would be really hard to kiss. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it'd be a lot. (laughs) But but yeah, access is is I feel like the most important thing. Like you were saying, like how many DMs a day or a week do you think people used to get? And Unless you have a blue, another blue check mark, they probably don't even see the notification. Right, exactly. And so, I don't know, man. It was just one of those things. And I, I guess before we really dive into some of like the particulars of that, it's kind of more of like a, I guess, a philosophical question for both of you because you, you both have been around the block. Why do you think, outside of like, you know, bands maybe featuring <clears throat> on their friends' song here and there, why that collaboration thing never really took off inside of this sphere i feel like our scene likes to always find what works and ride that out and Mm. it just if it's not you know what i mean like if it ain't broke don't fix it i guess mentality Mm. most of the people in our scene just are older like the people who run it at least Mm. and it's just if it wasn't something that was there to begin with, it's hard to bring in new shit into the scene and new because everyone's very stuck in their ways. They're also not looking at it strategically where they're like, okay, how can I expand my fan base? Okay. I'm going to get like a person from Japan on my track. I'm going to get a person from Australia on my, on my track. I'm going to get a person from South Africa on my track. I'm going to get a person from England on my track. They're not thinking about it that way. They're going, well, I'm going to have this person on my track because they're my friend. That's great. But it, if you have, <clears throat> um, you know, if you have a Fit for King August Burns Red collaboration, okay, mm-hmm. which at the time was helpful for us for sure because we were like a younger band, but say specifically we do it right now where it's like, okay, the, what's the likelihood of someone who likes Fit for a King knows August Burns Red and someone who likes August Burns Red knows, likes Fit for a King? It's probably pretty likely. You probably know who both bands are. Even though it was crazy when we did like the We Car collab, it was crazy to see comments of, 
who's Ryan Kirby, who's Dave Stevens on each other's mm. stuff. So okay. by doing that, mm. then you see <clears throat> that's an instant like, OK, there were people over here who had no idea what Fit for a King is. So we need to like we tapped into something there. OK, what's another market that we can tap into that can allow us to make some new fans? And you should think about collaborations that way, because although it's really nice to write songs with your friends and have your friends on your songs, it's not really pushing the needle at all. Yes, no, for sure. Because, well, because so here's the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about when it comes to collaborations, because a lot of people, a common complaint, which I'm sure that you've seen numerous times, uh, is how does this really benefit me like because unless unless they're promoting it on their end how does this really benefit me you know what can i how can i get anything out of this and so what would so like pretend you know this is an faq on uh featured x i'm so sure so say if but, you're spencer charnis and you're asking right. why would this why would i do this oh well, so we could we could start with that but i or was from the customer standpoint or from the other customer. side yeah but we oh, can start, okay. start from the artist standpoint yeah. That's an interesting standpoint yeah other yeah i can get like, through them both yeah. pretty quickly i mean yeah. you know one from the a uh, person who's requesting a Spencer or a Kellen Quinn or whatever. The reason why you're using the service is because he's going to see your message and he's going to listen to your band 100%. If he doesn't respond to it or if they decline it, it's because they didn't um, enjoy the track or it just wasn't for them or wrong time, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the reason why we have the service is because there's no red tape for you. You don't have to deal with management. You don't have to deal with labels, which is a thing. It's not like I just like called everybody. It was like, hey, do my thing that we know might break some contracts, but we're not going to worry. about that. <laughs> um, we definitely handled all that. So you don't have to. And it's not like if you just go and send an email to some of these people's managers that their manager is going to make a concerned effort to send it over then to Spencer and be like, okay, Spencer, do you want to sing on this? And, you know, I'll negotiate this money with you for a, with a local band. No, no one would spend the time on it. Like no one right, would right. really want to deal with it. And the only way that it would work is if you got through directly to Kellen or Spencer or whoever, and we're just like, hey, would you please sing on my song? And then they like it. Mm -hmm. But the likelihood of that is pretty slim. So now they have a profile set up with their, you know, quote unquote demands or what their rates are or whatever. And even if they, you know, don't check it for a week, but they got a request, the difference is I send them a text or I call them and be like, hey, by the way, you got a thing, check it out. Mm -hmm. And then they check it out and it's super easy. And then it just guarantees that they're going to mm -hmm. at least hear you. He's going to at least hear you. He's going to at least hear your band. And you didn't have to pay a dollar in order to make sure that that person heard your band. But there is a chance that that person hears your band and that they like it and that they want to sing on it. And sure, you have to pay for it. But what if after they sing on your song, they really liked that song? And then a year later, maybe you open for them and you're like, yo, Spencer, I opened for your, your you sang on my song. And now I'm getting open for you. It's cool. And maybe you all end up talking talking maybe you become friends maybe it grows into something and that's the thing that's opposed to the well i only have my friends sing on my songs <laughs> it's, who's to it's say a, you won't become friends yeah it, i mean a lot of that i think has to do with the well how is it going to benefit me immediately mindset mm -hmm. um which that's just not we also had a discussion sorry. about today it's, yeah. yeah but the other thing is there's this greatest tool that has been ever invented. Nice it's Facebook. called it's called Facebook Ads Manager. Okay. And if you use that, 
you can leverage the the feature and get it in front of all of the right exact people. Yeah. And there's a lot of people if, that if you have yeah. yeah, it's like if you have a Kellen if you have a song with Kellen Quinn on it, you know, figure out how to target people who like sleeping with sirens on there's the internet. There's millions of people out like... there that will <laughs> listen to your band just because his name is on it. And then they might like your band. And, you know, obviously he's a prime example. You know, he's a more popular person uh, on the site. But um, it's just a way of, you know, one, guaranteeing your ability to actually get your music and, and your band in front of this person. And two, expanding your fan base while, you know, and had giving you an instant tool where, you know, that's how my band in the ba- back in the day, you know, Visions, the band that Jeff worked on when we first made a band, it was like, okay, so first thing we're going to do is we're going to Matt from our last night. Cause that's my boy. They're in New Hampshire. We're in New York. Okay. So Matt's going to record the EP. Matt's going to sing on a song. That's going to be the single that comes out. Cause that's going to get us an AP or something like that. Maybe, maybe. Right. And maybe it'll get us on absolute punk and maybe it'll get us on property of Zach and maybe it'll get us on the shit, but we don't know, but we're going to try and you spend that money just in the hopes of it works. But now you have a thing like Facebook ads manager where you can literally target shit down the throats of people that, you know, definitely like the thing that you're selling them. It's like, it's like if you can't sell a carrot to a horse, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, come on. Yeah. Well, so yeah, then that's usually, I mean, a lot of people haven't and that that to me is just crazy is that like a lot of people in local bands or just a band where they're not you know supported by you know they don't have like a, a marketing person that's on board with them or they, they haven't taken the time to watch youtube videos about how to use a facebook ad which and, i haven't right. if i had to do these things myself i would not do good I know do good. I know do good. Um, you just yeah. sounded like a five-year-old for a but, second. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet if you were in a local band today, you would. I, I mean, yeah. If it, I was in know. a, if I was, if I mean, I'm 38. If I was, tw- if I was 21 years old and in a band again, my band would be huge, no matter what we sounded like. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and the time machine pretty soon. Yeah, man, wait till yeah, you well, hear this fine. record though, Richard. It's great. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's but, really good. But uh, but oh, there was the the flip side of yes. things too, where you know, as why would an artist want to use it too? Is you know, it's not like you have to promote it a lot. And luckily, we are building this community where people are checking it regularly and they're interested. And the other thing is, it's not like, say, you go on the site and you're like, oh, I want to have Lil Lotus on my song. Oh, you know what? Turns out I have $1,500 right now. And there you go. No, like bands have to look at it and then they'll be like, okay, like, cool. We want that. Let's save up for it. And then, you know, in a month, we can do that and we can put it in and we can afford to do this. And, all that kind of stuff is going to help you in the long run. But um, it's just helpful for the artists because then they don't have to necessarily promote themselves all the time, but they can promote themselves regularly. Artists that definitely um, promote themselves more, you know, get more requests. Um, yeah, but it is a helpful for sh- tool for them where they don't have to give out any private information. They don't have to talk to anybody on the side. They can talk all through the site. All the file sharing is through the site. So for them, it's a very minimal, you know, effort. Right. What are you going to say, Jeff? Uh, you know, a lot of our goals have to do with 
undevaluing the people in our scene. Uh, I, I personally feel like, you know, like I said, I've been in this for 21 years and it just feels like everyone in a band in our scene has always been told, you know, you're not going to make money on your music or <clears throat> you're not going to make money on your art. You're going to have to be a road dog and tour 300 dates of the year and sell tons of merch. And that's the way you're going to do it. And that's the way things are done. So blah, 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 blah. And right. it's like, no, like, these people have value, especially in a 2021 digital economy. And we are going to help show them all that they have way more value than what they've been told their whole lives. So we're going to create a lot of new revenue streams for everybody. And like I said, hopefully lift the entire scene up. It might, you know, it's going to take a few years, but lift up the entire scene so more and more and more bands can really come out of it like it like they were a long time ago you know and another question you can ask any of these artists on both sides is all right you put out an extra 10 good songs a year how's that gonna hurt you yeah i mean answer that question (laughs) well here's here's the thing is it's just a brand awareness issue it's if Kellen Quinn is going to be on, you know, three dozen songs in 2021 as features through the site. He, he, like, Lee, we were talking about this earlier. Like, when touring resumes, Sleeping Summer Sirens comes back with a brand new record, <clears throat> he's going to have his name out there on 36, 40 other songs leading up right. to all of that. That brand awareness is just going to be hitting people over the head. Then you have the whole scene revival thing coming in at the same time. Plus, <clears throat> you put in the whole, he probably gets is getting a lot of like, oh, wow, it's awesome that he's doing this. Wow, he's really nice and easy to talk to because he is. He's really easy to work with and building up a lot of good karma, I guess. You know what I mean? And that right. shit's real, too. Yeah, and and I think that some people, uh, I I, I see this a lot too, is that it's like, well, if he's on all these songs, it devalues his feature. And I'm like, dude, do you have any idea of how fast this stuff comes and goes nowadays? Like, he'll be on one song today, one next week. You'd never know. You'd never know. It just goes and goes and goes. Yeah, Yeah, you know, everyone is, it's because everyone in our scene still has the mindset of 2001 my correct <laughs> and they literally don't think with the other mindset where that works in a 2021 reality and it's just like i'm sorry if you just go to all of the hip-hop acts who have blew up over the last five years they basically right. all have the same formula and it's three full-length albums in a span of 18 months plus featuring on 20 to 30 singles, plus putting out 10 singles of their own. You know what I mean? It's just that you have to do more. Yes, it has to be consistent. You have to be every single day, and you have to put out more than the next person because you're fighting for the attention of the end person. So it's like, you, this, what you what you guys have done and built during COVID with your content is 1,000% going to help drive your band as soon as the world reopens. 
Yeah, that's nice of you to say, Jeff, even though you said that you, you hated my band. So I, I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody <laughs> never said that. He never said that. I'm joking. But, Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, yeah, because to me, from the outside looking in, which, by the way, I have two like bucket list features that I have, and you have neither of them on the site. Which Who is it? Uh-oh. I have two. So one. I know, I know one. I, I know one. I know one. one is the shirt that i'm wearing frankie paul mary uh, I, mean, I don't know sounds I, well jeff was alluding to some things you know so i don't know maybe the, uh, the other summer. one the other one i would love for you guys to get and it's one of those guys that it's just like this guy could ask me for 10 grand and i would i would be like guys what's your credit scores because we got to figure something out here but it's phil bozeman you know um that's another one i've been uh trying to get um uh, if he doesn't you, do many features from what i know and if you keep up with phil uh, they've been working on a, a record throughout mm-hmm. a good chunk of um covid but i'm always gonna check back in and try to get <laughs> phil man i mean he's the he's the goat i love that dude and um frankie is a friend of mine and i have talked to him about it and maybe there is a time and a place where that uh lovely man will grace us with his presence so yeah you know, um with the bigger stars it is uh it's a little more of a challenge it certainly doesn't come as easy as you would hope but um <laughs> we're finding like cool ways to do it with everybody and try to get as many people involved as possible and so phil if you see this uh yeah we would love to have you again but um yeah you know i it's, want it's yeah I, I really i want every single person who is an artist or creator Absolutely. in our entire scene to be on the website. Everyone. That's- and I think in time people will, they'll be more people, more and more people will be interested and be down with it, you know, cause they'll see that it is a tool and um, that it just makes things easier, man. Like, yeah, although you did let me on the site, which I mean, that was the worst decision. You got. I mean, that, I mean, it, not very screen. Yeah. yeah, that was not a very screen decision. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was a terrible idea. No, but uh, I was going to ask you guys because I know that when Featured X first started, you had like this like core group of initial offerings, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, was mm-hmm. there ever like a philosophy switch of let's just get everybody, or was that the plan from the beginning? Uh, and what's the thought process behind just, you know, letting everybody on? Because some people could say, well, maybe it's inundated with too many people. Some people are like, well, I have more of a selection. I'm playing devil's advocate here, but go yeah. ahead. Well, I'm going to be honest. When we launched it, we didn't have an exact plan. Um, <laughs> we had, you know, we had the basic idea. And five weeks after that shower, the website was launched. So it happened pretty quickly. And uh, then after it launched, we basically had to start, you know, collecting data and being like, okay, so this is what works. This, what isn't working, you know, and just seeing people use the site. It was very exciting at first. And then, you know, then basically after a couple of months of that, then it's like, okay, so this is how things are working. This is where we should take things and, just as you do more, you, you know, just have more to evaluate and then you can make better decisions on where to go from there. So I don't know exactly when the, the switch exactly happened, but 
it's been in our mind for a while now to I think maybe try when we got around like 200 the entire community yeah so we were just like yeah, yeah we want that's what we want to do like that's our end goal because we didn't really have like a end goal at first it was just like this idea and now it's like no we want to bring together our entire community so our con- community collectively can make way better art more frequently gotcha what were you gonna yep. say Todd? um i forget but just going off of what jeff was just saying like yeah that's why we're going to continue to like unveil more things on the site i remember what i was going to say now just as an example of how quickly things snowballed originally we were like okay we'll launch it and we'll put up 13 artists Mm -hmm. but then just so quickly the list grew and it was like okay well by the time we went to launch we had more so we've just been kind of going it going with it and trying to take in as much feedback as possible in order to make something and just kind of feel out when's the right time to do something different and to add to it and to change it um and the having everyone join the site one it boosts morale allows everyone to feel like they're on in the same you know we're all in the major leagues it doesn't matter if you're Kellen quinn or you're richard it doesn't we're all up there together which is a cool thing it's it's a good feeling for everyone and it will boost the um spirit to want to collaborate and want to advance your product and that's why we're going to continue to unveil more things on the site that are just everyone getting a chance to flaunt their stuff and be like hey i can do really good work i can work with you and i can make your product better whether it's a graphic designer whether it's like a photographer whether it's like stuff like that because everybody needs these tools to be able to make things stronger in the future you know what i mean like that's what makes yeah. for good content could also have managers on there for monthly rates you ever thought of that absolutely yeah 100 <laughs> percent. that is the next absolute next thing we're adding you know what and i will say one thing that goes along with that man is uh, i've we've been lucky enough to get like 500 600 applications like crazy amount of applications even after how many we approved i was like man we still have so many this is crazy no we've had like 800 to a thousand yeah 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 Yeah. now after all the ones we've accepted um but that's the other thing is i i really do listen to fucking every band man i listen to like everything that's coming through and yeah that's why i just want to emphasize people to just like be themselves and be unique and that's one thing that even yourself like you know, your voice and the way that your band is and the way that you present yourself, it is unique. And what you're doing out here, putting out all this content and grinding and hustling is unique. And that's why you've been able to make yourself uh, someone that, you know, all these people know about, whether it's, you know, Taylor Barber and Mikey Arthur or me, doesn't fucking matter because I see your shit. I see you circulating. And that's a good place to be. Because if this is the, if you want to be a part of the community and the metal scene, that's what the job that you want, then you got to get people to notice you, right? Well, congratulations. You did that, dude. Like, that's fucking awesome. And that's what more people need to be trying to do. But if they're not working as hard as you and also just being themselves, because your voice is you, the way you act, the way you do your thing, your your yellow jacket, all of it. It's you. That's right your here, thing. Right you know what I mean, consistency, though, like that's important. Um, so, you know, you're just you're out. You're working really, really hard. And a lot of people aren't elevating themselves to that level where um it's just consistency and and care and caring about your product. And, you know, I think that the community in the end will help everyone to have more awareness of like valuing themselves just in general, and also not being as scared to hit people up because it's just a click away. 
Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you saying all that. Uh, it's, um, it's one of those things, man, where I, there was, there did reach a point where I was kind of like, man, do I really want to be known for like being a YouTube channel guy? And I'm just like, at one point I was just like, fucking cares. <laughs> I mean, like really as long right. as he knows me, yeah. like who really cares? Uh, so I do appreciate you saying all that. And I'm glad that through all that, I was I'm able to meet guys like you. Cause I mean, that's part of the reason why I do all this. Right. And I know that, you know, the word networking is kind of a, uh, Oh, you know, kind of like a tab, not taboo, but it, it's one of those things that like a lot of people think it's kind of like fake or whatever, but uh, no, man, it's the most, no way. Thing. it's yeah. the most important thing that I, I know. And it's yeah. the only reason yes. why I got where I am is because it, whether you, you have to be consistent, you have to be nice. You have to like be sincere all the time because you never know when somebody's going to scratch your back. You never know when Jeff or Chris are going to know fit for a king and they're going to get you that shot and let you have a tryout. And they you, you get to have a tryout because they were nice. But then you still got to show up and be nice. And you still have to put in the hard work and you still have to care. And that shit is a fucking trickling effect. And it goes down to putting together featured X because seven years ago, did I know, okay, I'm going to build this website. Eventually I hope I can get a bunch of screamo people on it. <laughs> Not fucking no. But then when it came time to make it, it was cool to just look at my phone and be like, shit, I could text all these text, people. Text, yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was just like that. And it's easy. And it's just being nice. Like, yeah. yeah no and I, I i i think it's a great platform i remember like when it first came out i would go because i I meet with the guys every monday that's kind of like our day to do music stuff and whatnot cool. and um we because we i have a i have a son he has my guitar player has two kids so we do hey, it Eddie. weekend and um so i i, I would go in and i'd be like i was i'd be on feature x and be like guess how much this guy costs guess how much this guy costs like it was just like a fun game to play because you never really know yeah you know, i feel like that it. game was getting played at local band practices everywhere yeah it was yeah. no it was because yeah. one of those things that oh, you're I like hmm, how much what is was that comment i sent you earlier tuck that it was like featured x is the only fans for oh, yeah. four dudes <laughs> Straight I'm up, like, man. oh, we're on to something good. That, but it is, it's means. similar, you know what I mean? Because you're selling what you got. People on OnlyFans are selling what their thing is. And that a lot of people that want to shame someone who's like, okay, so you're a singer, right? That's your profession. You're in a band and you're a singer in a band or you're a guitar player or whatever. So if you could get paid to sing on two songs a month and that would cover your bills, you're just doing your job. You're not doing anything crazy or anything that's worthy of being shamed or to make you feel bad because it's on someone that you didn't previously know's uh, record or, or single or whatever. You're just doing your job. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know, just in a don't different overthink capacity. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I mentioned this to Jeff when I had him on, and I think this is an interesting idea i'm sure you, i know you guys have obviously thought of it because i went up from talking to jeff but so like on spotify like when you're on there and you see a song you know this rap say it's featuring i don't know who, who's a popular rapper these days help me out little baby little baby okay there we go see I, as you can tell i'm the oldest 28 year old there is but uh so the, it's featuring uh little baby right so you click little baby yeah, lit, the little lad okay a little lad yeah. okay. so you click on that and it brings you to his spotify page now what i've noticed though for 
us, like where it's just as like for me, for example, when you click mm -hmm. on me, it's just, it, it'll just be a couple of songs. It won't be true shot or it won't be fit for a King or left to suffer. Have you guys thought of like the band collaborate? So for example, like you have Darko, right? You have like Tom Barber and Josh Miller. If you get both of them, what is the, what is what from you guys and point or just in general, what would make it be that, you know, so like it would appear on the Spotify. Profile. We will see. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it is different because obviously, you know, little baby's just a little baby and that's little just what it is. Little, little lad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's like, okay, if you hire Kellen Quinn to feature on your song, you're technically not collaborating right. with Sleeping with Sirens, or because it's a collective of people that create another entity altogether. Yeah. Right. But I will say that I think what's going to happen when things start accumulating. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once there's 36, 40 Kellen Quinn songs out there, like it's going to create its own piece of the algorithm yeah. inside the system. That's yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Cause yeah. if on Kellen Quinn on Spotify, it'll have all these songs. And yeah. there is a way to do like a band on band collaboration or whatever, where it is, um, you know, uh, Alpha Wolf featuring Sworn In or whatever, but it's <laughs> got to be more than just the singer. It's got to be right. writing together, making a collaborative like track together. Which uh -huh. um, it's like that. Like I don't know if it ever actually came up. Like structures and volumes, making voltures. You know what I mean, or whatever. But right. Um, but actually doing it just in a song, and it is very you know possible and something that would be cool to do and. Um, I think more bands should do it. I know some bands that might be doing it. Or you just have to get clearance from the right people. Yes, yes. That was, yeah, you can yeah. use the Sleeping With Sirens name alongside Kellen Quinn or vice versa um, if with proper clearance. But um, hey, just so you guys know, I got a jet in a minute. Oh, okay. I have to, uh, I'm, okay. I'm trying to book my wedding, bro. Uh, oh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's a good enough reason, I guess. I mean, I suppose. But yeah. Luckily, I didn't I realize someone... we've been on here for two hours already. I honestly didn't either. I had no idea we were just going. Um, but no. So, yeah, man. Listen, man. I'll let you get out of here. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for having me on Featured X, and uh, thank you for doing this. And uh, it's kind. It's cool that you know I I discovered Fit for a King years ago at Warp Tour, and now we know each other through the internet. It's, it's, yeah. it's a cool it's a cool circle of life you know but yeah and it's it's great to see you know what you've done for yourself in this time period because it's really hard i i've experienced more feelings or things in regards to mental health that um made me wake up and realize whatever i talked about when i was younger i didn't understand and wow this shit is real and it's serious it's yeah. been a real challenge and i think during this time period, it's easy to just say, well, if you didn't do anything during the pandemic, you're a fucking loser. No, it's not true because a lot of people are really broken and depressed and having hard times. But doing stuff like this, like you've been doing, creating a name for yourself and focusing on your band and doing all this content and your YouTube video and your reactions and all this kind of stuff, it's very healthy for you. And it also does a positive because I hope that you are seeing that you're getting something out of it because 
truly, I mean it when I say like, I see your stuff get posted. I see when Mikey and Taylor are interacting with you and you're interacting with them and all these other singers and you guys are creating an ecosystem. You guys are creating a community amongst yourselves of a bunch of young people that just because fucking Mike Ronica, you know, Danny from Asking Alexandria and all these people don't know who you are. Maybe that doesn't fucking matter five years from now because maybe y'all do right. your own thing and y'all become something. Stop fixating on everybody else and just be in the moment. That's what it's all about because that's when you just wake up one day and you're like, holy shit, like I'm on a warp Tour compilation or I'm like doing whatever. And it's like, man, that's the stuff when I was 15 that I thought was literally impossible and that translates to anything and and any job or whatever it just so happened that this is what you and i would like to do or whatever you know what i mean but that's how i see the future is you know i don't need everybody to recognize taylor barber because right now because eventually they will when they when they bow down to left to suffer for being one of the greatest metalcore bands on the planet it's gonna happen and you have to manifest. And that's one thing that Jeff has always instilled in me and does within himself and is a very powerful tool because anyone can do it. But if you don't believe and you don't make this matrix in your head and and put the pieces together and believe that you can be a star, no one else can make that for you. No one else can make you believe in yourself. And it's hard. Every day is a challenge. And I certainly have had many days where I've gone man, I don't know if I can do this or had moments where I go, I don't know if I can go on that plane and meet a bunch of strangers or, you know, I can, I've, I've had times, man, I broke down crying to Ryan Kirby, just being like, dude, I don't know if I can do this without Bobby. I have had like, dude, there are challenges day in and day out, but you have to believe in yourself and you have to try. So the most important factor in this whole thing. And luckily that's why we do feature decks together. We're best friends. And he's been my right hand and I've been his for fucking ages now. And focus on good people being sincere and just doing your thing, being yourself. Yep. Like you've crushed it this year, man. You've done a really good job for yourself. Well, that, that means net, a lot. That means a lot. Yeah. Net, network or what is it? Network equals net worth or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your network, the people who you surround yourself with and the people that you talk with and interact with and exchange energy and ideas with are very important and yeah yeah well i think that you i usually ask for words of wisdom at the end but you you got that covered i mean there's really nowhere else to go i mean that 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 was uh that was beautiful right there but uh so guys at the time obviously when this comes out the new left to suffer song anger will be out adam and i we did do a reaction to it and uh if you, if you haven't heard it by the time this podcast comes out, you got to listen to it. It made me slouch in my chair. I mean, I literally <laughs> body fell down the chair. But also, I know you probably know Tucker Fit for a King, but he also is an off-road minivan as well. Thank and you. also check out um, A Left to Suffer, like I said, but also The Gloom in the Corner. And go to Featured X, where you can get either me or Kellen Quinn. It's pretty much the same person. Yeah. We sing very similarly. Yeah. Let's, let's be yeah. honest. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, no difference. But uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you both. And uh, I know Tuck's got to run, but Jeff, I'll, I'll tell you that stuff off here if you'd like. Perfect. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Hey, it was an absolute pleasure, guys. I'll talk thank to you. you. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the True Shot Guest Spot Podcast. 
If you are listening on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, you hit subscribe, you turn on notifications so you can notify I release new podcasts, just new videos on the YouTube channel. Also, comment down below as well. That all helps out this uh, big bad algorithm that we're all trying to figure out. We're going to be eventually taken over by robots, but you know, we're just I'm just trying to make the best of it while I still can. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, just share it on I don't know, like an Instagram story or something like that. Tag me, tag Ryan, uh, you know, Tuck, tag Jeff, tag one of the bands. Uh, that you know Jeff manages. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Hopefully five stars. But if, I mean, if it sucked that bad, I guess a one star review is okay as well. But anyways, till the next one. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you later.